Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, Montana State, coming off. A beatdown of one bad team in the Big Sky Conference, probably the worst team in the Big Sky Conference. No, certainly Utah. the worst team in the Big Sky Conference. Go to another not very good team in the Big Sky Conference, Northern Colorado on Saturday. Northern Colorado is coming off a win, uh, which Southern Utah was as well. So you can take out of that what you will. Road game, however, in Greeley, uh, in Northern Colorado. Jacob Nip, the quarterback of Northern Colorado, going to join us just in uh, a couple of minutes here. But, Colter, let's talk about this game a little bit and... We will hear also uh, from Jeff Choate on uh, on both Jacob Nip uh, or on Jacob Nip here in a moment as well. But in this game, we don't expect it. I mean, when would you ever expect it to be forty two to seven and forty two nothing at halftime? It's a road game, but this is a game that Montana should dominate. What does what does Montana need to do? Montana State. Does Montana State needs to do to assert themselves in this football game will not have the lull that is associated with trips to Greeley for almost everybody. I, mean, right. I was going through Northern Colorado. Just This is just the last four years. In 2015, a Northern Colorado team that I think had the first winning record in program history, 6-5, and five, but I think they won three league games. They lost to Eastern Washington on a game-winning field goal. Cooper, I mean, Cooper Cup had 20 catches for 275 yards in that game. I remember that game. And, and Eastern still needed to hit a field goal at the buzzer to win by two. That same year, Northern Colorado beat Portland State. This is when Portland State had beaten two FBS teams and five ranked FCS teams. And their one conference loss, they go to Greeley and they lose 35-32. 2016, Northern Colorado beats NAU 21-18. They beat Sac State, a Sac State team that was good that year, 27-19. They beat Montana for the first time ever in one of the signature losses of the Bob Stitt time. This was when Brady Gustin was out. Chad Challenge had thrown seven touchdowns the week earlier at home against Idaho State. Montana goes down there, lays an egg, lose 28-25. First time they ever lost in Greeley. 2017, Montana State needs a game-winning field goal at the buzzer to win. And Northern Colorado also beat Idaho State, beat Cal Poly, beat Idaho? No, that can't be right. That's got to be a different, because Idaho didn't join the league yet. And then last year, Northern Colorado beats McNeese State at home. They lose to UC Davis uh, by just a, a single score by nine points, and they crush, destroy NAU, 42-14. So teams have got, and we're not talking about they're just beating Southern Utah or they're just beating the other right. hapless teams. I mean, multiple losses by Northern Arizona, which okay comes with a caveat because yep. Northern Arizona, Jerome Sowers was infamous for you know, beating Montana and then losing to Northern Colorado. That was kind of the NAUMO for 20 years. But regardless, you're still beating teams that have more talent than you on your home field. So, number one, you just got to avoid the Greeley lull. You just got to not underestimate the Bears. And then as far as just on the field, I mean, I think that this just comes down to so much. 
the same storyline for Montana State every week. They just got to do what they do well. Mm-hmm. They can't, like Jeff Cho, he summed it up perfectly. You can say what you want about the guy, and you can, like, I think a lot of people love how candid and honest he is. I think other people find it exhausting, and they think he's just a used car salesman. But regardless, he very rarely doesn't just straight up tell you the truth in his mind, the way he sees it. Yeah. And like he said, they got put in a box against North Dakota. Montana State just got to avoid getting put in a box again offensively. Uh, Jeff Choate sharing some of his candid thoughts uh, about Jacob Nip and uh, a comparison that he saw between Nip and another quarterback in the Big Sky Conference. He goes through his reads and his progression, but he's decisive too, and he's not—he's not afraid to run. He's had an injury history, but that doesn't seem to deter him from uh, from pulling the ball down and going. And he's—he's uh, he's definitely been a been an issue for people in that regard too. I mean, I, I think he does compare favorably. He's, he's a bigger guy, I think, than the Thompson kid, but I think he's a similar player. Uh, Jacob Nip also uh, has been a low-key and maybe not even a low-key NFL prospect in terms of just his size his, and, and his uh, you know skill set, even though he hasn't been one of the, quote, most productive guys in the Big Sky Conference uh, heading into the season. I mean, Jacob Nip was, was first-team All-State all levels of Colorado when he was a senior in high school, and he was a huge recruit when they got him. I mean, Northern Colorado had a dynamite recruiting class. I think it was like 2000 and. 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and like guys like Trey Reek and uh, Alex Wesley and a whole bunch of other guys that I mean honestly a, a lot of guys that got shots in the pros yeah. were part of that and I mean Nip beat out Kyle Sloter two different fall camps to be the starting quarterback and then the second year when he got hurt Slaughter takes over takes over and in 2016 Northern Colorado has a 6 and 5 record a 4 and 4 record in the league is their best season since joining the Big Sky Slaughter threw 29 touchdowns that year and now Slaughter he went on to play for the Minnesota Vikings now he's the backup for Kyler Murray in Arizona but he, he had real deal talent, and Nip beat him out two different times. Right. So that shows you the talent Nip's had. He's just had he's had clavicle injury. He's had a knee injury. He's had every injury in the book. I mean, the kids had his season ended by injury four years in a row. So, so it's it's a bummer for him to get to that point. But he has real deal talent. Here's Jeff Choate about that real deal talent. He's definitely got prototypical size and arm strength. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, obviously, the, the one of the things that they're going to look at is win loss record. I don't think that's all on him. I think this guy operates the system very well. And uh, he's he's a talented guy. I mean, I I, I like the kid. I mean, he's uh, like I said, he kind of reminds me of the Thompson kid, only bigger, maybe a bigger arm too. Not quite as good a runner, but is capable. Montana State in Greeley Saturday, uh, and I, I wouldn't call this a trap game because I don't think this is I don't think this is a situation where Montana State is overlooking anyone or anything coming off of two consecutive losses with a bye week in between. Bouncing back, obviously, in the big way, way of Southern Utah, but knowing that your season ends at UC Davis and then at home against Montana, you you got to get the Ws, man. You need to to get, if you're looking at a postseason run, this is a gots-to-have-it type of football game for Montana State. So it's not a trap game in that sense, but it is a trap game in the sense that it's tougher to play, as you outlined, in Greeley, Colorado, than anybody really gives it credit for, and teams have either lost straight up or made it a heck of a lot closer than they wanted it to be. Uh, and you don't want to be you know, in a situation where you got to kick a field goal to win the thing at the very end. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. One of the most talented kids, like we said, in the Big Sky Conference, Jacob Nip. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the grad student quarterback, senior quarterback of the Northern Colorado Bears, Jacob Nip, joining us. Jacob, thanks so much for taking the time out. We really appreciate it. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, we're certainly happy to have you on. We appreciate it very much. We've been watching you play uh, for a number of years now and uh, and enjoying it. You've been doing a great job. I know that Northern Colorado this year has had a little bit of up and down, maybe not going all the way that you would like it at times, but coming off a big win last week, what worked for you against Idaho State last Saturday? Uh, I think we're just starting to kind of click as a whole team. You know, at the beginning of the year, we, we had to start a bunch of guys with um, not a lot of experience and a lot of young kids. And um, as the season's been going on, we, we've kind of gained that experience. And like I said, offensively, defensively, and special teams, we just started to click. Uh, we didn't have just the defense rolling or just the offense rolling. It was all three phases. The young kids are starting to understand all the different aspects that go into winning a game, and we just put together a full game. It's really as simple as that. Jacob A. Coulter Nuana is here. It's interesting because I think the last time I interviewed you was four, maybe five years ago, and you've, you've, you've been on this yeah. long journey. And yeah. um, So first of all, you mentioned learning how to win. I think that that's one thing Ryan and I always talk about is in the Big Sky Conference especially, there's every team has a, a ton of talent. And it seems as yep. if that intangible element, just knowing how to win, learning how to win, is the key to victory and the key to being one yep. of the top teams. What's that process like, and, and how do you how do you seize that? How, how, do you, how do you learn how to do that? Yeah, no, I mean, you said it best. The Big Sky is such a unique conference. And what I've kind of learned for the last five years that it doesn't really matter who you play. Like you said, every single week is a new challenge. Um, and you're going to be in dogfights. You're going to be in close games, and I think the key is just figuring out how to eliminate mistakes because they're going to happen. But you got to be able to bounce back, and then in the fourth quarter, you got to find a way to, you know, put the put the foot on the pedal and and go forward and, and not worry about mistakes. And, um, just find ways to win. And like I said, we played well offensively, defensively, and special teams. And um, you, you really got to play well in all three phases to win in this conference. And for you, you've seen such an ebb and flow at Northern Colorado. I mean, you were part of the roster yep. during one of the winning seasons, one of the only winning seasons Northern Colorado's had in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, and, the, and you've seen some of the lows, especially with you having to be on the sidelines watching. So what's from your yep. view, what, what's it been like to wa- I mean, since you've had to watch so much, what's it been like for you to just watch this, the evolution of the program? Yeah, it's it's been a crazy experience and one that obviously I didn't expect coming in, but um, I definitely learned a lot about myself um, just from having to come back three different years and um, come back from injury and, and come back from loss and, and adversity, all that. I learned about myself more than I could ever imagine. Um, but then I just learned a lot about the game, too, and how grateful I am to, to be playing it. And I don't think I would have had that same gratitude that I have now if I didn't go through some of the things that I did. And um, So right now, <laughs> in my sixth year, I'm just, Every single week, obviously, it's a challenge, but I'm just so excited to be playing football. And um, No matter what happens, I'm going to go out and, and, and play my best and play the way I know how and just enjoy it, and that's kind of what I've, I've learned. You know, Jacob, some people would, would look and say, okay, you know, you, you have the terrible knee injury, and that's not the only thing, you know, that, that, that you've dealt with physically. And, you know, you're playing you're playing football, and certainly it's fun to play, but the injuries are such a, you know, reality of the sport and all that. And why come back? Like, why put in all the time and the effort and the rehab and all the lonely days that people don't see to get back on the field? What is it that drives you or has driven you to do that and, 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 uh, and make that comeback repeatedly? Repeatedly. Yeah, I'd say it's changed every single year. Obviously, after the first time it happened, um, that was the first time I've ever been hurt in my entire life. So I'm like, oh, you know, I've been fortunate up to this point. It's football injuries happen. I'm going to rehab, come back. Um, it's never going to happen again. And that's kind of what my thought process was. And then the second time it happened, I'm like, all right, you know, it happened twice in a row. It's college football. Like this, this sort of thing happens. And um, obviously my love for the game is what's going to cause me to come back for a second time. And then when it happened again, um, I, I, a lot of thoughts went through my head and I can't really put it into one word, um, what caused me to come back. But I mean, I, for a while I did think about quitting and I thought it was going to be, you know, the last time I'd played football, the last time I was going to play at UFC. And eventually with a, a lot of support from my family and friends, coaches and teammates and you know, a lot of good people. I realized that I love this game, and I don't want to be sitting around 10, 15 years from now wishing I'd given it one more chance. And, 
you know, as a kid, I, I, my goal and dream was to play in the NFL, and I had that opportunity, and I wanted to take one more opportunity at it and use my sixth year and just go out and enjoy it and play football because at the end of the day, it's a game that I love and a game that I enjoy playing. Jacob Nip joining us. He's the quarterback of Northern Colorado. They are hosting uh, Montana State this weekend. And, and Jacob, I want to ask you about a guy that you know probably as well as anybody. We've always found your head coach, Ernest Collins, to be a really engaging and personable figure. But what's it been like for you to have been with him these six years and know him probably better than anybody else? Right. No, it's <laughs> I'm very fortunate. And for the last six years, it, it's been an honor working alongside him just because it, it's it's incredible to see how much he truly cares about the individuals here. Football aside, um, you can just tell, and it's the reason why I came here is he, he truly cares about the people here, and it doesn't matter if it's a you know an offensive coordinator, a player, a, you know a training staff, equipment person. He he treats everyone like family and makes them feel special. And you know, as a player, that's that's what you want, and you know he definitely cares about you know, your life after football, because eventually it'll end for everybody. And he, you know, stresses and emphasizes the importance of getting your education. It's just, uh, I, I've truly been blessed to be alongside such a great man who, who cares about the people here. Let's talk about this week. You guys got a nationally ranked Montana State Bobcats team coming to town. What's your scout on the Bobcats? They played really well defensively last week. So how do you think Montana State's performing, and what's the key to taking advantage of what you guys might be able to take advantage of? Yeah, no, like you said, they're they're a great team. They're very fundamentally sound in everything they do. I know offensively they run the ball really well. They're going to chew up some clocks. So that means offensively we got to take advantage of the opportunities we get. And, uh, you know, they're big and physical and athletic and, you know they got some they got some dudes on the defensive side of the ball, but you know we, we we've got a few things in that we think that we can hang our hat on. And like I said, I think the key is we just got to take advantage of our opportunities, especially early. If we can come out hot like we did in the Ohio, Idaho State game, you know I think we can stick with them and we put together like I said a, a full game and all three phases are playing well. Uh, we'll be right there with them. You know, w- there's a lot of people were you know across the state of Montana here. So a lot of people here haven't been to Greeley, Colorado, haven't been to a football game at uh, UNC. Tell people a little bit about what's unique about the town and the, and and the place and playing football there. Yeah, no, it's a great atmosphere, and this year actually more so than other years, we've had a we've had a great fan base come out, and you know I know there's a lot of great pregame festivities, and um, you know the the kids come out more so. <laughs> more so in the first half and the second half, but it's it's a great fan base, and Greeley's a great town. You know, it's been my home for five and a half years now, and um, there's a lot to do. It's nice because you're close enough to the mountains. You can get up, go up there, or go down to Denver, and Fort Collins is close. So it's kind of it's kind of in the middle of a bunch of different places, and it's Colorado, so the weather year-round is pretty ideal. It's a little cold right now, but, I mean, I know it's, it's cold just about everywhere else in the big sky, too, but... It's a very ideal place to live, and I mean, I've definitely loved my time here. That's for sure. Not cold in Montana. We're all the way up to seven this morning, so we're doing great. Oh, wow. We're feeling it. Yeah, it's there good. Go. Well, speaking of just your life, what's what's the future plans for Jacob Nipper? Are you going to try to ride this football thing out as long as you can? I am. That's uh, that's my plan, and obviously, we got three weeks left, and I'm going to just focus one week at a time there, but. Yeah, like I said, that's been that's been my dream since I was little. And I'm gonna I'm gonna train and see where football takes me, and just ride it out as long as I can. And after that, I have two degrees that I've gotten here to fall back on, and I want to get into sports management. So um, I'll be doing that once my football career is over. But yeah, I'm gonna work work at going to the NFL once the season's over, and see where it goes from there. Well, Jacob, we really appreciate you joining us again. Uh, Northern Colorado hosting Montana State noon uh, Mountain Standard Time uh, on Saturday, available on 11 Sports and Pluto Television. Jacob, appreciate the time. We've really enjoyed watching your career, and uh, and we'll enjoy it this Saturday and the next couple of weeks, okay? Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It's going to be a fun game. I think this is going to be uh, an interesting game. Coulter, when you talk about Montana State, I think they're an 11-point favorite in this football game uh, at Northern Colorado. What do you think that they need? What to you convinces, I don't know if convinces you, I already said we're we're not going to learn anything about Montana State positively. If they were to drop this game, 
then you got something to talk about. It's not what anybody in Montana wants to talk about. Sure. You know what I mean? But if they win this game, even if they win it going away, it's sort of a the best you can do is break even. Because sure. if they win this game by 25, you go, well, yeah, it's Northern Colorado. That's what you should do if you're a top 12, top 10 team in the country or whatever. If they win close, you go, well, okay, I guess a win's a win. But what, what would you like to see out of Montana State in order to, I don't know, is there anything that could happen Saturday that would make you feel any anything better about Montana State other than no, let's just wait and see for another week? Yeah, you got to win convincingly. I think you got to, but it's all about just like you can't just start slow and then finish strong. You, you got to play with the proper energy that Jeff Choate always talks about. I think that their defense needs to keep playing with the edge that Jeff Choate wants from them because when they do, they are as advertised. They just had a hard time doing that for more than two consecutive quarters this year, and more like it's been. Parts of quarters. They played a full 30 minutes in the first half last week, and then they started playing some of their backups. But that was the most elongated effort. Their their defense has looked elite so far this season. But I think also you got to do it not dominant fashion, but convincing fashion. I think that if you run the ball with authority and dominate both sides of the line of scrimmage from start to finish, like they did last year in Bozeman, I mean, it's not about the margin of victory. Last year in Bozeman, Northern Colorado, Montana State handily beat Northern Colorado 35-7, but it was one of their most convincing wins of the year because they just didn't let Northern Colorado do anything on offense, and they just ran the ball down their throats and were conservative on a cold November day on, on offense themselves. And so I think that there's also a little bit of a chance for Tucker Rovig to get a little bit more settled in at quarterback. But that said, Ernest Collins Jr. is a defensive backs coach at the end of the day. I mean, he was a DB at Northern Colorado. He was the DB's coach on Turner Gill's staff at both Liberty and Kansas. And he's always recruited defensive backs well. And they have one of the best corners in the league in Michael Walker, who's the reigning defensive player of the week in the league. So if Tucker Rovick does have a good day, I think that signs of progress because Northern Colorado actually is good on the back end. That mm. said, I don't think that's going to be part of the game plan as much. I just think that Northern Colorado is not very good on either of the lines. They're really young. So I think Montana State's is going to try to shove it down their throats and try to dominate the line of scrimmage, which is the perfect remedy for the Bobcats. If they can just have another game where they build confidence in playing that style, that's how they're going to beat UC Davis and Montana if it comes down to it. I mean, they're, they're not going to beat any of these teams without doing exactly the things that they can do well. Montana State does the things it does well, really well, and they are really flawed otherwise. They just got to do what they do well. Yeah. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Take a quick break on the other side. We get you to your prep extra segment. Talk about the weekend that is forthcoming at the high school level of playoff football and also a state championship in soccer. Both boys and girls will get to all that and also the final word of the day. Going to come after you right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. Montana went blow for blow at their men's uh, of the opening of the men's basketball season at the farm on Wednesday, leading Stanford for 17 of the first 20 minutes of action. They trailed just by two, three minutes into the second half, 40-38. But Montana went on a five-minute and 40-second scoreless streak that allowed Stanford to go on a 20-0 run. Josh Vasquez scored a jumper that halted the spurt for a little bit, but the Cardinals scored the next six points as well. 26-2 run led them to a 16. 56-40 lead at that point before cruising to a 73-62 win as the Grizzlies finished on a 14-0 run to make it respectable. UM senior Saeed Pridgett scored 17 points and had 10 rebounds as well as 6 assists to lead UM. 
Montana Grizz football team now number eight in the first and only top ten ranking from the FCS Playoff Selection Committee released Wednesday night. The Grizz, who are ranked sixth in this week's FCS Stats Top 25 poll, are one of three Big Sky teams ranked in the top ten with Weaver State at number three, Sacramento State at number five, North Dakota State's number one, James Madison number two, South Dakota State number three, Northern Iowa comes in at number six, Central Arkansas ranked number seven, and Furman number nine, New Hampshire number ten. And finally, in their sixth straight state championship appearance. The Missoula Hellgate boys earned their fifth uh, not consecutive, but fifth total title under head coach Jay Anderson. They had a 2-1 victory over Bozeman on Saturday. I'm not really a good Charlotte guy. But that is a piece of fact that they are espousing. Tell me how many times you've laughed at a joke that was a bad joke because it was said by somebody that you liked. Like, it's We're not so funny at all. The pleasantries, bro. It's not fun. It's not funny, but. You know, that would laugh. be what I would do to somebody that I pandered to and or didn't really care about. I actually am pretty lucky because Tina is uh, laugh out loud funny. She is funny. Mostly uh, without trying. Yeah, so it's pretty effortless at times, actually, which is also a nice <laughs> skill. Uh, it's 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polar Studios. Saturday, December 7th, Kurtz's 7th annual snow day the biggest sale of the year one day 10 a.m to 4 p.m december 7th at kurtz polaris if you miss anything uh any time and you would like to listen and listen live but you're maybe not around your radios maybe it's easier you're at work you want to be on your machines whatever it is go to 10290spn.com listen on the stream the stream brought to us the opportunity to bank your local bank your opportunity i mean what you wouldn't you wouldn't just you know give a little chuckle out there this happens all the time in media culture where if you're interviewing some somebody and they say something that's even intended to be a joke regardless of how not funny it is and you just give it a courtesy chuckle for the sake of like sort of lubricating the conversation you know not you but you know everybody authenticity around here guess I laugh out loud when you say stuff that's funny and you, you do. do often it's only when you tell jokes that the laughs don't come you know, I think I got some great jokes. Speaking of, we haven't done a calendar. Your dad in a jokes are great. Turn it to the middle. You're like you're like several several months behind. February twenty third and twenty fourth. Yeah, let's go all the way to October November here. Let's Where do plants up. invest their money? Where the stalk market. <laughs> yeah. Computer programmers never go outside. There are too many bugs. What part of the fish weighs the most? What part? It's scales. I mean, that doesn't make sense. The scale is what weighs you. It doesn't mean it's heavy. Might be. I'd like to know how the earth rotates. It would make my day. Wow. Look <laughs> at that. It's time for our Farmer State Bank Prep Extra segment. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Coulter. High school football in the state of Montana is, uh, well, it's where it's supposed to be in its playoffs. High school double-A bracket, Butte, off the bye, the only team that had a bye in a 15-team, so an odd-number team playoffs. They get a bye. They are hosting Kalispell Glacier. Billings West, the defending state champion, gets Helena Capital, that game in Billings. Missoula Sentinel hosting a game in Missoula versus Billings Senior. And the number four seed, Bozeman Hawks, they get Helena High. By the way, Sentinel is the two seed. Uh, so they've reseeded this whole thing after the first round, 1-8-3-6-2-7-4-5. So there you go. That is the uh, the outlook at the double-A level. Where are you at with these games? Because you said, hey, man, like when everybody's playing, it's going to be pretty chalky. Like it's going to be all the favorites winning. And basically that's what you got. I think you had one team with a lower record, but they were still the higher seed or maybe vice versa. The the lower seed, but the better record uh, winning and moving on. But now, you know, Butte has been great this whole season. Billings West has been great this whole season. it's, It's remarkable, though, the Billings West drops to the three, and Missoula Sentinel gets up there and gets that two seed. 
just came down to the fact that Butte went undefeated and the Sentinels' one loss was to Butte. And then West and Bozeman each had one loss, but Bozeman beat West head-to-head. Mm-hmm. But then West... Bozeman's loss was to a lower-seeded Missoula Big But what you're team. talking about is between the top four seeds, there's three total losses. Right. Three teams all with one single loss on the season. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because Class AA has become like the Big Sky where the addition of teams and and this whole round-robin scheduling and the fact that everybody makes the playoffs has diluted it. There's a lot, I mean, there were some teams that were just were pretty hopeless to win games unless they were playing each other this year, and I think that... That was indicative. You didn't have to play every team in the East or play every team in the West. There was a lot of crossover. and So, I don't know. It's interesting. As far as these first-round matchups, it's funny because you'd think that conventional wisdom would say that the four versus five would be uh, the the most highly contested matchup. Mm-hmm. And while I do think Helena High is solid, I think Bozeman's really good. And um, they've been able to weather the storm with Makeda Riley going down early in the season. Actually, before a game even started, went down the the Red black scrimmage, mm-hmm. but I, I think the Bozeman would be a pretty good favorite in that game, even though that is the four or five. I think the three six game is actually going to be the most highly contested game because I do think West is good, uh, but Helena Capital has been good and they've won. They've beat some good teams this year as well. They've been in it with some good teams, so um, I, it still to me it looks like you know, I don't know what I, I don't know what I think of Sentinel because Sentinel is Sentinel's it is really good and they're really hot and their only loss is to Butte. But just knowing the talent that's on the teams, it seems to me that Billings, West, and Bozeman have a little bit more talent. So it's tough to say that it's a collision course between Butte and Sentinel. I actually think it's probably a collision course between Butte and whoever emerges as the best team in the East. A Sentinel-West semi would be a really good game. It would be great. And it would be in Missoula. It would be in Missoula. I mean, that's a huge get for Sentinel. This time semifinals have been in Missoula in 25 years? Yeah. Even when I was in, at Big Sky, and we we were one of the better Big Sky teams in the last twenty years, we did not have a home game in the semis. We had to go on the road to play CMR. So um, that's the craziest part about this whole thing: is that CMR is not in this bracket. They're not in the top eight. What happened to CMR? That's the most undertold story in the state. I don't understand what happened. I mean, they, they were straight up Final Four for 35 years. I mean, if you have a good coach for a long time, then you don't. I, I know, but it's things. like Gary Lowry was the defensive coordinator there for almost every year under Jack Jones. Well, and it's, so not, it's, it's not that, you know, this isn't like, oh, you had a good coach and now you don't have a good coach. I'm not sitting here trying to, like, the, the, There's something that happened, that. though, because there's the Cal, I don't know if it, people are just, there's less just kids at the high schools or. Well, yes, there are less well, there kids are. objectively sure, at sure, the high schools. Sure, But the, the, t- the true talent level has just dropped. I mean. Yeah. It used to just be, it didn't matter what the records of the teams were. There was like eight to ten D1 kids in Great Falls every year, and there's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just a fascinating phenomenon to me. Uh, Class A uh, is, I think, going to have all kinds of action this weekend. Frenchtown, who was a really good team as one of the premier players in the state, they uh, uh, hammered Whitefish 34-7 in the opening round. But they are still not a seeded team. They're not a team that got a buy. And they go on the road to the number one team in the East, Miles City, in this uh, round. So that is going to be, I think, a great, great matchup in the second round in the uh, in the quarterfinals of the Class A playoffs. Billing Central hosts, uh, excuse me, has to go on the road to Hamilton. A rematch of last year's state championship game. The only loss that Hamilton endured. Now, they've this is two straight years where Hamilton has gone undefeated. Uh, and then lost in the state championship game. Now they did lose to Dillon in this regular season, so Hamilton hoping that they still end the season with just one loss, but actually this will be a state championship year uh, for them. But uh, Carson Rostad and the Hamilton Bronx hosting Billings Central, looking for some revenge from last year's state championship game. So two great games in the top half of the bracket. Dillon, who was the number one seed in the West because of that win uh, over uh, Hamilton, they get Haver, and then Libby is going on the road to Laurel Laurel beating Butte Central in the first round. So there's a Class A uh, situation for you. Some of the best players in the state are in Class A this year, and uh, it'll be interesting to see which ones can lead their teams. I still think that even though Hamilton did have that loss to Dillon and they did not get the one seed that they wanted and and that they honestly have sort of owned the last several years. I mean, they didn't Mm -hmm. lose in the regular season the last two years. So a regular season loss was rare for Hamilton. But I still think that they're the favorites just because I I think that Carson Ross has the best player in the state. 
In Class B, it's kind of ironic. Both the Missoula area Class B teams, Loyola and Florence, mm -hmm. uh, have been good this year, but Loyola not as good as they've been in years past, and Florence better than they've been in years past. They both had to play in the first round and now have to go on the road uh, to no a team. No buys in Class B, so everybody's got to play in the first round. Starts with the round oh, excuse 16. Me. Yeah. The, the, correct. They, went, they, they, they had to do that. But here's the interesting part of it. Fairfield has been, I think, the hands-down number one team in the state. Certainly. But because they played the four seed and Florence was the two seed, they're in their quarter. So Missoula Loyola, as the three seed out of the West, Florence the two seed out of the West, they're going on the excuse me, going on the road to play Manhattan, which by the way is no picnic. Manhattan's already beaten Loyola this year. But Fairfield is the real Bearcat, and Florence has the higher seed, and they're the one, that's where Florence has to go play, even though Florence uh, rolled over Shepard in the first round, 59-6. Fairfield, by the way, a 41-13 win over uh, Broadwater, Broadwater County. And so this is a, a Fairfield, Florence, and then Manhattan, uh, Loyola. The bottom half, by the way, Eureka versus Columbia. Eureka has been great this year as well. They're the number one seed in the West. And then Red Lodge, Malta, uh, the other quarterfinal there at the Class B level. So it's all happening uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. I love the fact that some of these games are Saturday games. The only thing that bums me out about this, the only thing that bums me out, the state championship games on Saturdays, are also played, you know, basically at the same times, often with the exact same kickoff time as the Cat Grizz game. And there's a certain there's a certain cool factor to that of, you know, you and I are always, you know, at the Montana, Montana State football game and people checking their feeds and the social medias and all of that. And, well, what's going on here? Well, what's going on there? What's this game shaping up to be? And I think that's great. In one sense, and you get this big football, it's almost it's almost like a mini March Madness weekend that's going on with all of that across the state. I also think it would be cool if 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 the if the high school state championships had a spotlight that was just on them because the overwhelming, you know, focus on Cat Grizz weekend is on the Cat Grizz football game and not on the state championships. And, you know, again, it's not that's not all bad, but uh, it, it would be nice whether it was on a Friday night or even a Saturday night. Make it, you can play it in the evening or whatever and get maybe a little bit better look, especially when it is, you know, if you have a state championship that happens to be in Bozeman or in Missoula on the day that the game is in that city, in that city it gets completely overrun. And that, that to me is, mm, would be nice if the high school side of it got a little bit more love when you're talking about the culminating, you know, championship of the entire season. Totally, man. And it'll be interesting to see if it impacts any of the attendance, you know, say next weekend. They're, you know, most likely Class A, Class B games are going to be on Saturday. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if Hamilton and Frenchtown and Loyola are all playing, I mean, it's and, only and, small little and groups. Sentinel. And uh, Sentinel. Will, Sentinel will play Friday night. Maybe Friday night, class probably. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, say, say one of those teams have to go on the road. There's some football-loving people that might have gone to the Grizz game that might not go. And yeah. it, it just, even if it's just a few hundred people here or there, you know, I mean, it's like at the Bobcat game last week. You're playing Southern Utah, you're playing the last-place team. It's the heart of hunting season. Mm -hmm. you got high school playoffs going all around the state. And so, you know, that's how you do I mean, people forget that there's thousands of people that come from not the city that the, <laughs> totally. that the school is right. in. I mean, it's like we always joke, what would Montana State's attendance be if you had to have a Bozeman zip code? I mean, it might be half full. Right. Because half the people come from Great Falls and Helena and all, you know, small towns all around. And I mean, it's very similar to Missoula. Too. There's all sorts of people who come from Kalispell and even Billings. And so you know, any little thing that can pull away, you know, it can impact the whole scope. But I agree. I would like to see the high schools get a little bit more shine, but I don't really know how you, you navigate it because, you know, this kind of just is what it is. This is kind of just how football season plays out. Continuing the prep extra segment here brought to us by Farmer State Bank and Coulter. We got a touch here on a state championship that did happen over this past weekend and that being soccer at the AA level and the Hellgate Knights, six consecutive trips to the state championship game, which is remarkable unto itself. They'd won four of the previous five. They have now won five of the pre previous six Dane Becker scored on a penalty kick in the 44th minute uh, to give Missoula Hellgate at the time a 2-0 lead over Bozeman. Bozeman scored a goal in uh, you know the, the, the second half of this game, but was not able to get the equalizer, as they say. And Hellgate, uh, very emotional, very excited, as you might expect. I saw Coach Jay Anderson uh, getting the cold bath 
uh, as it were, uh, getting getting the uh, the water dumped on him, which was great. But congratulations to Hellgate. They have been uh, without rival, the soccer school uh, and the boys side of things in the state of Montana, and they rise to the occasion once again. And Bozeman, great. I mean, Bozeman was outstanding this year uh, as well, and has been. I mean, Bozeman's an outstanding soccer school too, right. uh, but Hellgate has just been the team, and I mean, you're talking about five and six. And you, you, there's there there is no equal to Hellgate Knights. So congratulations to Jay Anderson and the Hellgate Knights once again on a state championship. And these have been the teams, you know. I mean, Bozeman right. and Hellgate played most of the time each other in the state championship game right. as well. So it's been a good rivalry. And Bozeman won last year to snap a, a three-peat. I guess it was a four-peat bid. Hellgate already won three in a row, so Bozeman snapped that streak last year, but then Hellgate comes back and gets this one. So congratulations to the Knights. I think club programs have a lot to do with the success because I think that a lot of these kids play year-round, and Mm -hmm. I think the fact that they're playing against each other all the time, really good high-level competition, uh, I think it's influential. But I want you to think about this. We'll do something on the prep extra next week. seems as if there are certain sports, soccer, tennis, cross-country, that it's way easier to have dynasties in. Mm. I think some of the reasons are obvious. Like, Bozeman's a running community, so the Bozeman cross-country team, kids just start running early. Their parents run. Running's cool. Everybody's running. We've won 12 straight state championships. But I think there's also sorts of other factors, too, because, like, we will never see a team win 12 straight state basketball titles or 12 straight state football championships. No chance. Yeah, we so should. I want you to think about that. We'll we should write understand. down, you know, what are the the best dynasties at the high school level, at least right now, in turn, and what sports and who's doing it and why. You know, that, that this is a really good thought and, and analysis. We we will do that. I mean, Billings Senior, they played for three straight state AA t- championships and one back to back, and that was like a dynasty. Like, yeah. those guys were whipping people. <laughs> right. And but like, I mean, Bozeman High girls cross country is just and boys too dominant. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on the girls' side of this thing, it was a Billings affair. Billings West uh, versus uh, Billings Skyview, I believe, in the uh, in the girls' championship. Yeah, West versus Skyview. Jillian Hust, the only senior on Billings West teams, had the assist to Chloe Davies, one of ten sophomores. How about that? Ten sophomores on Billings West. They win one nothing, one nothing game. The defending state That's right. Too. That's right. And so and and talk about reloading. I mean, you lose Jillian Hust, obviously, probably the leader of this team. But I mean, the the amount of talent that Billings West has, and uh, so Chloe Davies, the game winner in her sophomore season. How about that for Billings West to lead them to the one nothing win uh, over Billings Skyview. So congratulations again to the state champions in the AA in soccer. Uh, outstanding work there. It's been our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. How do you plan to finance Christmas this year? Forget those high interest credit cards. Apply for a holiday loan at Farmers State Bank. Count on fast approved approval times and low interest easy payments OAC. Farmers State Bank. We'll take a quick break. It's Thursday. That means it's Thursday night football. No way I'm picking the Chargers this week. Next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. By the way, boys will laugh at girls when they are funny, too. You know, it's not like just a slight, you know. Is it worth it? Is it is it is it in, inverting or whatever it is, you know? Anyway, I, I, don't tell me I'm aging myself. I'm the age that I am. And good Charlotte was a good thing, and then they were not a bad thing. They were not a good thing. They were a bad thing. Bad so Charlotte. Else. Okay. It's two tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio. David's never heard of him. Of course not. He's like decades younger than By us. the way, David... 
you know, he's talking into our headset. You know, nobody can hear him, so we got to help facilitate. David, you're aging yourself. Okay, let's just be clear. <laughs> We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Saturday, December 7th, the 7th Annual Snow Day. Biggest sale of the year, one day only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Do I uh, have a story? Should I save it? I got a good story. I do want to hear a story. Let me say this. Listen to the Two Tell Nuanas podcast, people. Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Go listen to it. It's available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. And doggone it, listen to the FCS Speculators podcast because the FCS Speculators podcast is out and it's good till tomorrow, basically. I mean, you can come back and re-listen to it and see how many picks we got right because we get them all right almost every week so far. Sharp. Uh, but uh, go listen to the FCS Speculators podcast. It's out now. Also, before Culture Story, one last opportunity for you to win a keg and a kegerator. Keg from Great Burn Brewing, a kegerator from Fred's Appliance. It's time for the word of the day. You text the word of the day into 200-8184, Okay? You've been doing this for the last couple of weeks. We are picking a winner for this thing tomorrow. Tomorrow. So this is your last opportunity to register for free. 200-8184, the word of the day today, baby, it is beer. Beer. What are we trying to win here, people? A keg and a kegerator, for crying out loud. Seems to be a themed giveaway that we have here. It's almost like we know who listens to this show, isn't it, Coulter? You know? Yep. We give rattles and cake away to the children. We give beers and kegerators away to the, uh, you know, adults in the room. 200-8184. Text beer into it. Okay, Coulter. Before we get into Thursday night football, a barn burner between the 500 Chargers and the 500 Raiders. Yeah, I know one of them is 4 and 5. They're not actually 500. Chargers are one point favorite. We'll get into it for a moment. Go ahead. Give me your story. I want to hear it. Uh, so I think this is a great testament to how important history is, and especially things like historical artifacts and or just homages to history. My nephew, Ellis, he just turned three in September, and he's a very smart boy. He is very, very verbal. He understands all sorts of things. He actually... I. Uh, I read him a book on Friday, and then the next day he asked, or on Sunday he asked me to read it to him again. And I said, "Why don't you read it to me?" And he had the entire you thing memorized, memorized the whole thing in one take. <laughs> Impressive. That's pretty good. But Montana State has a statue out front of their stadium of Sonny Holland, the all-time greatest Bobcat. Ellis loves Sonny Holland. Loves Sonny Holland, and we showed him the Sonny Holland statue when he was, you know, one years old, who could barely talk. Yeah. And one of the first things he ever engaged in conversation about in the bathtub or you know running around. Sonny Holland, I want I want to go see the Sonny Holland statue. And then we tell him, hey, hey, we're gonna go to the football game today. He'd say, We gotta go see Sonny Holland. Sonny Hall- I remember this the Cat Cruise game two years ago, which was in Bozeman, and he said, Go see Sonny Holland. That's what that was his reference point to us going to the football so game. Now he's yes. old enough to kind of realize what a statue is. Mm-hmm. And so I, we said to him uh, about a month ago, I said, Sonny Holland is a real person, and Sonny Holland still is alive. And he says, No way. No way said, okay, all right. So then the last couple of weeks, Ellis has been coming up when I'm in at Bobcat Stadium. He comes up in the press box, says what's up, you know, says hi to all the boys and mm-hmm. watches the game from the bird's eye view for just a minute. I said, so, I, so I've set it up last week with some help from some other people, Bill Lamberty included. Yep. I said, uh, we're going to go meet Sonny Hall. Oh, this is too good. Oh, yeah. So... We, uh, we went into Leon Costello now, I, Athletic Director's I, box. I got to stop you here because I have firsthand knowledge of this, what you're saying right here, because I've seen this. I've experienced Ellis and his Sonny Holland statue. First knowledge that he ever had of the outside world is this thing. So this makes me so happy. I mean, this kid's three years old. Yeah. And... I mean, this is like meeting God. The thing is a statue, and now the man's <laughs> going to be here? I mean, this is too good. Okay, go ahead. And so Sonny Holland's 82, 83 years old, mm. and uh, he's still sharp with it, everything. Um, so we go into Leon Costello's box, and I said, Coach Holland, I have somebody to meet. And he says, oh, my gosh, it's Sonny Holland. And so they got to meet and talk, and it was an awesome moment. It was really cool. Um but then, what, how did Ellis react to this? Oh, was he, he was scared at first, but, yes. then he, but then he loved it. And then once he realized that that was the man that was in the statue, he's just like, like I said, it's like meeting a god or something. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But then the, all night afterwards, he ran around screaming and yelling, Coco, I did it. I met Sonny Holland. <laughs> so the point is that history is important and homages and relics to history are important as well. Great story, Colton. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. 
I'm not so sure that we shouldn't have saved that one for about 15 days from now. I mean, that's a great one. I, but will, I will retell it. Okay. Maybe we'll get a little Sonny Holland on the radio. Man, that would be... I don't think Sonny's going to be one much to call in mm-hmm, or anything like that, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll try to go see him uh, here we'll, pretty soon. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. about. But uh, Great of the folks over there in Bozeman to uh, to facilitate that, and of course, Sonny himself for doing it. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, okay, Coulter tonight... The Chargers and the Raiders, Thursday night football, a AFC West showdown between, uh, well, two of the three teams that aren't going to the playoffs from the AFC West. Although, I mean, I guess it's not a wholly, whole, whole done deal. I think it's a pretty done deal. Uh, this game uh, tonight is uh, a one-point affair in terms of the spread against the number. The Chargers are a one-point favorite in this football game. The game is in uh, Oakland, by the way, uh, well, may, is this going to be the last appearance of the Black Hole in prime time? Maybe, Maybe. so. Uh, four and four uh, Oakland Raiders, a one, one now one, one and a half, one point, depending on what you're looking at, a home underdog against the Los Angeles Chargers who can only play well when I make a poetry bet. Coulter, I got the Raiders, bud. Home, winning, straight up. Give it to me. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 